God is good. All the time, God is good. That's his nature. Wow. Amen. You guys get a hold of that, aren't you? Amen. Um, and a lot of great things going on. Glad you made it out tonight. And I encourage you uh, to... Also encourage you to encourage other men to be here. You know, um, I believe that this is this is a profitable time. Uh, it's once a month, and and it's a time for us to grow. Because I believe a strong man uh, builds strong churches, and strong churches build strong communities. And and so I believe in. So make sure you're building relationships with one another. Make sure you know. There's Mark's new, and so it's it's good to have you tonight. It's good to have another Mark over here. It's good to have Samuel. The guys are new as well. So make sure you make them feel welcome, and make sure you encourage them, get to know them. Um, you know, because sometimes when you step into a new place and new church, and and you're like, man, I feel like you know, I feel like I'm you know, I don't belong, or not sure if I fit. I know this is where I want to be, but but you know, relationships are important. You know, and and sometimes there's seasons in life where where you know where it says the the those that are strong bear the infirmities of the weak, right? And so I've known in my own life, even as a pastor, you know, there's times where I've been strong for people, and there's times where people have been strong for me, right? So so we we need the strength of our brothers, right? And so so I, I believe in this 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 ministry. I believe in this group, and I believe it's going to continue to grow. Uh, exciting things coming up. We won't have our first Thursday uh, meeting in October because we're going, to, going on that retreat and uh, down in Lakeway. So, so if you haven't signed up yet, I encourage you. You can see Jeremiah or Ryan or Freddie, and they can, they can hook you up. If you're needing help registering online, they can help you with that as well. And you may say, well, Pastor, I don't have the finances. I, I don't, I, don't worry about the finances at this point. We want you there, okay? Um, and then as you get closer to that time, whatever you can do. You know, I, I was to say, well, do do something, you know, and do something, and but but we don't want people to miss out because of finances. So make sure you um, let us know if that if that's your situation, that's your that's your concern, because we want you there, uh, Doctor Savell. Um, we'll actually, if you're if you're going to be leaving from the church, uh, we're going to be uh, we'll, we'll take our van. Um, we can only hold fifteen in that. Other than that, we'll carpool uh, from here. And so if you're going to carpool, you need to be here by 5 p.m., okay? Not not 5.01 um, because we're going to leave at 5 p.m. So other than that, um, you can you can, um, you can can meet us down there as well. It's about 45 minutes or so, 45 minutes to an hour there. It's in Maypearl. Um, and so uh, we'll check in by 6. We'll have dinner around 6.30-ish. And the, set, the schedule's not totally set because we're waiting to hear back from the campground, but Dr. Savelle will minister that uh, Friday evening, and he'll also minister on that Saturday morning as well, and there's a lot of great things there. Um, before I get into the Word tonight, I, I, I got a couple jokes. I got a couple oh. jokes. Yeah. You know, got a, got a couple jokes. So, the, now this joke's called Show and Tell. You know, there was, there was, there was a kindergarten class, and there was, there was, three, there was uh, three kids, you know, there was like the first three kids, and, and, you know, and they were wanting to know, it was around, it was around Christmas, it was around the holidays, and so they wanted they wanted them someone to explain kind of you know something that represented their 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 religion or whatever. So the first kid comes in and and you know he's Jewish, so he brings in the Star of David, and and then then you had the next kid. He was uh, he 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 said you know why well, he says I'm Catholic and he holds up a crucifix. And the next guy, he, he has this thing wrapped in aluminum foil and he, he holds it up and says, I'm Baptist and this is a casserole. <laughs> so, anyway. So, anyway, it's, anyway, it's, 
Hey, I love a good casserole, man. I, 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 oh, there was, there was another one. There was uh, there was these um, these another young boys on the playground and and they're bragging about who, whose dad makes more money. And uh, the one the one the one kid goes, yeah, my dad he just scribbles on some paper and 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 he calls it a poem and they give him fifty bucks. And then he said, well, I got that beat. He goes, my dad uh, scribbles on a, on a piece of paper, and, uh, and, he, call, and he calls it a, a song, and they give him $100. And then the one third kid, he goes, I got you all beat. He goes, my dad scribbles some things on a piece of paper, and he calls it a sermon, and it takes eight people to pick up all the money. Have you got your piece of paper? And let's let's uh, I'll read I'll read our vision and then we'll go through our statements of faith. Our purpose is to create opportunities for the men of heritage to come together, to connect, to grow, to get free and go to the next level in life. Our attitude is this. We refuse to go back, give up or plateau. We will rise and be the champions we were created to be. So let's read the statements of faith. Step up. Be a man of action. Assume it is your job in your moment. Hate apathy. Reject passivity. Refuse to live as a spectator in life. Speak out. Silence in the midst of a sin is a sin. Be courageous. Fear God, not man. Speak the truth in love. Stand strong. Don't give in when you're challenged, attacked, or criticized. Above all, refuse to compromise. Stay humble. Be vigilant against pride. Get the log out of your eye. Don't think less of yourself. Think of yourself less. Serve the king. Seek first his kingdom, his glory, his righteousness. Hope in the eternal and live for a greater reward. Amen. So that's what we're about as heritage men. So I encourage you to maybe cut that top part off, read it. Say that over you, speak that over you, because I mean that's the type of man I want to be. Amen. I want to be. I want to be a man that that is uh, that, that's changing my environment around me, changing the world around me, changing my family. Hallelujah. So last last month, anyone know what I talked about last month? If you were here, going once, going twice, sold. <laughs> Excellent is excellence has been our topic all year. But I talked about, um, so we did deal with excellence, but, um, but the thing I dealt with is not normal. You know, God didn't call us to be normal. Say that, say that I'm not normal. I'm not normal. Now, I, I know you, if you're married, your spouse will probably tell you, yeah, he sure isn't normal. But, but, but the, the point, we're not talking about not normal and weird in a strange way. We're looking at about not being normal, meaning we're, we, we are different than the rest of the world. You know, um, I talked about how define normal. I talked about what is normal. It's conforming to a standard. It's the typical or the expected. It's the average. What is average? Average just means I'm just like the majority. It means not just, it's, it's not great. It's just okay. I don't know about you, but I don't want that to define my life. I, I don't want, I don't want to, to be an okay husband. I don't want to be an okay in my, with, with how I operate my finances. I don't want to be okay in, in how I do things. I don't want to just be an okay communicator. I, I, I want, I, I want someone to say, man, God has done something in his life and, and, and I want to be like the, that person. 
Not, not in a prideful way, not in a put myself on a pedestal way, but in the way that your life is attractive to other people. It's attracted to the unsaved. You know, you know, and, and, and it's attracted to, to other believers. It's attracted to the world. And it's not just because you're trying to fit into their mold. Romans chapter 12 in the Phillips translation, paraphrase, it tells us don't fit into the world's mold. It says, do not be conformed to this world, right? So don't try to, don't try to fit into the mold of what everyone else is doing because we're called to live on another level, right? Amen. We're, we're not called to live average. We're not called to live mediocre. We're called to live extraordinary lives. And that's the way I see each one of you. That's the way I, I see what God's called us to do and be as a church is to live like God lives, to live life on another level. Amen. So we talk about this in, uh, I read uh, last month, I read Job uh, chapter eight, verse seven. It says, though your beginning is small, yet your latter end will greatly increase. Though your beginning was small, yet your latter end will greatly increase. So why why do I want to bring that out again? Because I want you to understand, don't judge your life where it currently is. If you judge your life where it currently is, or let me just put it myself. Anytime I judge my life where it currently is, I would have the tendency to make excuses for where I am. You know, and excuses... Um, you know, to me what would really from my own heart would be an excuse would just be to, to prove to myself and others around me that it's okay for where I'm at. And I'm not belittling challenges. I'm not belittling things you've gone through or things that you're facing. My thing is, is I don't want to use excuses to keep me where I am 20 and, and still be in the same place 10 years from now. Because we, we serve a God that's a God of, he's, he's a progressive God. He's, he's, always, he's always going forward. He's always about his plan being fulfilled. You know, you, you know, the most important thing is for the will of God to be accomplished in the earth. The most important thing. And so I don't want excuses to get in a way of, of for me to just to settle for mediocre. Just, just a mediocre husband. Just a mediocre. No, I don't want that said about my life. How about you? I, I don't want that said about my life. Go to Genesis 41. And last month I closed with this scripture. Genesis 41. <clears throat> Genesis 41 verse 37. So I'm going to read this and I'll, we're going to continue talking about not living a normal life. In Genesis 41 verse 37 it says... And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and the eyes of his servant. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? Man, here a godless king who served, served objects, served animals, served gold things, burned, thing, burned things to try to please the gods... And he says, is there any man like this in whom the Spirit of God dwells? Man, you hear, and and you got to understand, the world doesn't know what they're looking for. The world is searching in so many different directions. People will search to try to find value in relationships. 
They'll, they'll search to try to, to find uh, strength in a bottle. They'll try, to, they'll try to find what they need in, in certain objects, in things, in finances, in success. You see it all through Hollywood. You see it, you, you see it in the young people and, and, and young people as they're growing up and what they watch, what they listen to, what they feed on. And, and, and it's this, this aspect, they're looking for something. They just don't know what they're looking for. Well, they're looking, they're looking for God to fill, fill a, a void within their hearts. We know that. Right, we know that that's what people are searching for things, and 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 what they're really searching for is for some sort of peace on the inside of them. So, so with Pharaoh, Pharaoh, there was he was saying, "Wow, there's something different about this guy. There's something different about him, and is and is there anyone else like this in whom the Spirit of God dwells?" He's he's worshiping gold statues that are part bird and part and part um, wolf. I mean, these dog. I mean, if you've seen any of the Pharaoh, the statues, it's like you're worshiping that. But yet they're saying, can we find anyone else like this man in whom God dwells? Wow. What a revelation. What a what a statement. You see, because that's that's the see that's living like not normal. To where you get you get the world's you you're getting a godless person's attention. Say, I want what that person has. Let's go to um, let's go to Exodus, Exodus thirty one, Exodus thirty one. Exodus 31, verse 1 says, And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God, in wisdom and in understanding, and in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. Say workmanship. Workmanship. Then it says, and so what is this workmanship for? What It's to devise cunning works. It's to work in gold, in silver, and in brass, in the cutting of stones, to set them in carving of timber, to work in all manner of workmanship. Say workmanship. workmanship. Now think about this. God says, I, I've called. See, I have called. See, meaning, Moses, I want you to look, look, because there is someone that I've called, and I want you to see him. And look at this Bezalel. It's a funny name. But what Bezalel means, his name means, in the shadow of God. So he goes, I want you to see, and I want you to find Bezalel. And so it's interesting what his name means is in the shadow of God. So if I'm, you're in the shadow of something, then you are also in the presence of something. See, when, when you're in, when there's a shadow and the, there's, there's a presence there, I might not be able to see, see you know, uh, the, 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 the very, the, the substance of a thing, but I can see the shadow of a thing. And if there's a shadow of something, then there has to be a real presence there. 
Because the shadow only shows up, you know, if, you know, you making those figures on the wall, you know, a crocodile and a dog and, and, and those things appear. Why? Because there is the presence of something real. So here he goes, I want you to look for Bezalel. And it says, it says about him and it, why? It says, I have filled him with the spirit of God. And it's interesting, he was, and he's, and I filled him with the Spirit of God, and because of that, he said, he says this, is with wisdom, understanding, and knowledge in all manner of workmanship. And he goes in, and he talks about the cutting of stones. Now, when I, and I read this, I always thought and had my mind wet the Spirit of God and being filled with the Spirit was for some sort of aspect of public ministry. That was, that was my aspect. That, that was my idea of ministry. I, I've had people that have come through this church and have gone through Doctors of Bible School. And they come in and they, they're, when they're like, yeah, I want to be in ministry. And when I ask them, what, how, do you, how, do you spell, how do you spell ministry? P-R-E-A-C-H. Preach. That's really, I mean, they may not spell it that way, I'm saying, but that's really what they think. That's ministry. But, you know, I, I spell ministry in other ways. It's S-E-R-V-E, serve. I spell ministry as in W-O-R-K. <laughs> ministry as in P-E-O-P-L-E, people. I mean, you know, um, but what, what we have to, so my mindset with ministry had to do with some sort of public ministry but you got to think about it. the spirit of God was on this man to cut stones. So we're talking about a anointed, the most anointed bricklayer you have ever seen. I mean, he worked in gold. I mean, I mean, you know, Martin Salazar, he, he, I think he, he worked at that steel company in Cleburne. He just retired. I think he worked there for 50 years. Was it something like that? Was it was it forty five years or something like that? He worked in the same steel factory. I mean, he's talking about silver. He's talking about gold. He's talking, you know, he, you know, Martin Martin could have been Bezalel. You see, and this this man was important. Why? Because he was building a place for God to dwell. And so, don't diminish what your natural everyday job is. Don't diminish your trade. Don't diminish your craft. Don't diminish your talent. Don't diminish those things. Why? Why? Because, because the thing is, is you are filled with the Spirit for your, for your gift, for your craft, for your calling, for your purpose. Yes, I'm not discounting you may have a pulpit ministry or you're a five-fold gift ministry or you have, you have one of the gifts of the ministry in Romans chapter 12 and, 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 and those types of things. But, but more importantly, I want, you to, I want you to see that no matter what you're called to do, when you, when you tap into the Spirit of God, He will cause you to operate on another level in your work. If you're a bricklayer, you are going to be the best bricklayer. Why? Because God's on the inside of you. You know, Jason works on custom cars. If he understands he has the spirit of God on the inside of him, God will give him some ideas and some inventions and give him some things on how to do some custom things that will make a car go faster. You know, or my thing is, this: I don't want, don't limit the spirit of God working in your life based on, am I preaching? Am I ministry? 
Am I, am I even witnessing to somebody? All those things are valid and all those things are right. And witnessing are the things we should do. But I want you to understand that, that if whatever you're called to do, you know, we say do it as unto the Lord. But take it to another level. Do it being filled with the Spirit of God. If you work as a mailman, be the best mailman. I mean, if, if, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, you, you know your occupation. You know what you do. But I'm telling you, you have the ability to be the best at it. Amen. So he calls him Bezalel in the shadow of God. Meaning it's almost like I see that, that God chose someone that would reside in his presence. And it wasn't someone that was preaching from a pulpit. It was someone that was skilled in all workmanship. You know, if you have a, if you've been, edu- you know, I know Dave Cross is retired. He was, um, you were a nuclear, what, what was your nuclear engineer? So he was a nuclear engineer and ran the power plant in, in <laughs> just a nuclear engineer. Yeah, that's what I am. The nuclear engineer. That's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I'm a rocket scientist. Yeah. So he could say, yeah, I'm a nuclear scientist. I, you know, I. <laughs> But the thing is, is, is he, but the thing is, is, is in that job, but in that role, you, you have to still tap in. You have the ability to tap into the spirit of God. That's not just, that is not just your Sunday thing. It's not, you know, the spirit of God isn't just your Sunday thing. It's not your Wednesday thing or small group thing, or when you do an outreach. No, it is, it is in every aspect of your life. And I'm telling you, it makes a difference in the, in your, it'll make a difference on how you go to work. It'll make a difference on how you treat people. It will make a difference in what you do, how you do the promotions you receive. Because I'm telling you, there's people like a Pharaoh that you may work for that you think they're they're, You think they might be like Hitler and you do not like working for them. But yet there'll come a time when you understand that God has planted you there and the spirit of God is in your life. They're going to start searching out you. And you know what? And, and after this, he was, he was made, Pharaoh was made second in all of Egypt. And he wasn't Egyptian. Wow. Daniel was made in charge, but he wasn't Babylonian. So you have to understand the spirit of God on your life can put you in places that that education can't won't can't put you. The spirit of God can put you in places that 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 no one else would think that you should have been the one that that got the job or or got this or did that. But the thing is, is, is I want to ask you a question. Are you in the presence? Are you in the shadow? Are you in the shadow of God? It goes on and it talks about how, verse 4 says, to vise cunning works, to work in gold and silver and in brass, and cutting of stones, to set them in carving of timber. He worked in wood, to work in all manner of workmanship. And, and then he says this, and I, behold, have given him Aholiab, the son of Ahashamash, <laughs> of the tribe of Dan, in the hearts of all that are wise-hearted. Now get this, and I have put wisdom, that they may make all that I have commanded thee. And what was the commandity? The tabernacle. Another word for tabernacle is tent. Is tent. And it, it's interesting as this guy's name, what I'm, Aholiab, means my father's tent. My father's tent. 
So you think about it, this one guy, Bezalel, his whole life, he is called in the shadow of God. And then he calls a guy alongside of him. Oh, Oliab is, is my father's tent. So you had the guy that was in the presence of God coming with the guy that was my father's tent to build the place where God would dwell. But I want you to know that you are called by your heavenly father. You were called by God. You've been given a name above every name. You've been given the Holy Spirit to work on the inside of you. So don't, don't settle for, for just this idea of like, okay, I'm in church. So, okay, hey, okay, Spirit of God, okay, flow through me now. Or, okay, I have this outreach. Okay, flow through me right now. Work through me. Minister to someone. How about when you wake up tomorrow morning and you're, in, or you're driving your car into work and you say, Lord, the Spirit of God is on me. And I thank you that I'm going to be a light where I work. I'm going to have wisdom for everything that I encounter. You're going to favor me today, Father. I thank you that I'm going to have opportunities to minister to those that, that, that are in seats of authority for where I work. So don't limit to, limit to just this, this aspect of just this not normal of, as your church life, but, but it's also your home life. It's your work life. And allowing the Spirit of God to flow through you no matter what environment you're in. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Go to Acts chapter 3. time we have here. Thank you, Father. Acts chapter 3. Thank you for the word, Father. I'm sorry, it's Acts chapter 6, verse 3. I apologize. Acts chapter 6. Does he say, Wherefore, brethren... Look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we appoint over this business. The business was waiting on tables. That was the business. But yet, he tells them, Wherefore, brethren, look ye out. This is God speaking to them. Look ye out among you seven men that are liars, that are full of themselves, that have no knowledge that we can point over this business. Well, you know what? Your, your, your workplace isn't looking for any of those either. You know, you're, I mean, your workplace, you, your, your workplace is looking for people that, that are going to cause their company to go to the next level. Right? And so what I want you to see is, is God's always looking for, he looked for a man, he was looking for a man in Ezekiel's day as a watchman to stand up on the walls and pray. I mean, there's, there's a countless, you know, Jesus told the disciples, uh, before they had the last supper, he goes, he goes, go to this place and look for a man with a pitcher in his hand. Then he goes to another and says, okay, before he goes and makes his triumphal entry into Jerusalem on the week that he's before he's, he's, he's crucified, he tells them, go look for a, a colt that is tied that's never been ridden before. So you have to understand, he, God's looking for people to do his will, to fulfill his will. And so here he was looking for seven men of honest report that were full of the Holy Ghost, that had wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. I mean, how many people did, 
I, we don't know. I mean, maybe there could have been 20 people in the room, and why did he just choose those seven? Maybe they didn't reach, meet the qualifications because they were, they were just interested in just the preaching instead of the business. And so sometimes we, we wait for preaching when we just need to, we need to, be, we, we need to be just as excited about the business. And here they said they look for seven men. Wow. God's looking for men to fulfill. He's look, he was looking for a Bezalel. He was looking at an Holiab. He was looking for people that would step in and fulfill his will. And so what I want you to see is, is, is we have to come to a place where we come to a, where we come to a place where we, we operate and we understand God, use me. Let me be that man that's going to cause this business to succeed. You know, if you're an owner of a business, you, you don't, you don't want people that are going to lie for, you know, lie, cheat and steal, right? You, you want people that are going to be an asset to your company. And what they saw going back to Joseph and, and Pharaoh is, is, is that, that that kingdom was successful because Joseph was there. Amen. Just like Jacob, Laban, you know, Jacob was, it, it wasn't just because Laban was a successful businessman. Laban realized that the only reason he was successful is because Jacob was there. Amen. And what I want you to see is, is come to a place that where you're working, what you're a part of is going to succeed because you're there. Come on now. You're there. Come on. But if you sit back with the attitude is, oh, I'm just... Punching the clock. I'm just punching the... Man, they're, they're losers down there. Everyone, and everyone's... Man, it's horrible down there. Everyone's mean. Everyone's there. Will you be different? On, you be different. Be that light. Be, on, be that person. I'm telling you. And I'm telling you, it will, it will change your life. I, I remember I worked for a uniform company. It was a company that was called Unifirst. And I worked them for five years. And, and um, when I first started working there... This was back when you could, you could, in Maryland, you could still smoke in the workplace. So you'd walk in, they'd open the door, and it was kind of like the fog machine. Let it just roll out. You know, it was just smoke just coming out. And, I mean, you just smell like smoke. The ceiling's black and, and brown and, and everything. And, 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 and so when we first started working there, um, our praise and worship leader was, um, was working there. And then another guy that was from my church was working there, and they hired me. And so over a period of time, we would just come in, and I'm telling you, there was three ladies in, the, in that office, and they cussed worse than any man I'd ever met. I'm telling you the foulest things. I'm, I'm, you were like, whoa. I mean, I did not need to hear that. I mean, I'm talking, I'm talking vulgar stuff, and I'm like, I was like, I've never heard men say things like this. And, and you know, it was just tr- trashy. I mean, it was like, yeah, I mean, it, whoa. But what happened, though, over a period of time, we would, we would come in and we'd always have to check out our route and we have to turn it in and they'd have to inspect it. And over a period of time, it got to the point where if they said a cuss word, the F word or whatever it was, oh, they were like, oh, we're, we're, oh, we're sorry, Justin. And, oh, 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 the church boys are here. And, but it, it changed the environment to all of a sudden where, where they stopped. They stopped being who they were. Wow. And all of a sudden they, they, they stopped smoking inside the plant. 
They stopped, um, you know, we would go to the Christmas parties. And when we first started doing the Christmas parties, the, um, the, you know, the, the general manager would get drunk and he'd hit on all our wives. And then his wife would hit on all of us drunk. But after, after so many years, it totally changed the environment where we even had, where we even had the event changed. And all because of three guys that, that chose to stand and be a light in a dark place. Hallelujah. And it changed, it changed the environment. And, 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 and through it, while we continue to live that before them, we would get, we, we got the best, the best routes. We got the best, the best, the best customers, the best, you know, I mean, I had some, I had half the businesses that some people had, but I made twice so much money. I, I had less stops. And, and the thing is, is, is just, it was the thing, but we, we was being that light and it allowed God to move in and, and being the light in that situation, it totally changed the total environment of, of what we were as, as a business. But it's realizing that it's, I'm filled with the spirit of God, not just for in there, but from my workplace, from my home. Amen. Go to John 15 and I'll close with this. John 15. And then we'll break up in our groups. So the point of tonight about not living normal, not living normal comes down to what you're choosing to be connected to. You know, you're, you're going to become like what you're, what you feed on. You're going to become what you're connected to. You're, 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 you are going to become that. You say, oh, well, no, it's just, it's just, you know, I, I just go there every once in a while. Well, eventually it, it would be a little bit more than a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And because the, the thing is, is you're either going forwards or backwards. There's no, there's no middle ground. And so when we look at this in John chapter 15, verse one says, I am the vine. I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. Verse 3, now you are clean through the word which I've spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you, except you abide in me. Now, fruit is the outcome of a seed, right? The fruit is the outcome of a seed that was sown. We all want fruit. You know, you could look at your paycheck as fruit. You could look at how your marriage is as fruit. You could look how your children are as fruit. I mean, so, 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 but what is here, if we really break this down, what's going to cause us to have good fruit? What's going to cause us to be successful? I would say if you, if you had, if you bared much fruit, because later on it talks about bearing much fruit. If you had much fruit, I would say that's successful, right? So much fruit is the response to what Jesus just said. Abide in me and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Meaning I'm not going to get the fruit that I truly desire if I'm not abiding in the right thing. Abide in me. Abide in my words and you'll gain much fruit. Verse five says, I am the vine and you are the branches. He that abideth, abideth, 
ETH, and that just means, it just means continual. Anytime you see TH on the end of it, in the King James, it just means continual. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that continues, continually abides in me, and I in him, the same, they bring forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. So what made Joseph successful and not normal? What made Bezalel not normal? Now, now think about even just talking about Bezalel for another moment. If you go to, if you go to Second Chronicles chapter one verse five, and it talks about it talks about the house of God, and it brings up whom Bezalel made. And that was in Solomon's day. So you have him speaking to Moses, building a tabernacle in wilderness. Now you have, you have hundreds and hundreds of years later, still bring up the same tabernacle that Bezalel built. So what he built lasted, right? What he built and what he did for God lasted. It's the same thing. When you abide in God and God abides in you, what you do out of that relationship is going to bring much fruit and it's going to last. It's going to last. And I'm telling you, the world will try to fit you into a mold, but you, and, and things will try to separate you from that relationship with, with God, separate you from the Word, separate from, from God's presence, but it's up you and I to, to, to be connected to Him. Connected to Him. And that's not just my church life. That's my home life. That's my everyday life. Because it's in that, I'm going to see much fruit. Much fruit. Much fruit. Amen. Thank you, Father. Verse 6 says, If any man does not abide in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them to the fire and they're burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Verse 8, Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. Herein is my Father glorified. What's going to get your heavenly Father glory when we bear much fruit? That's, that's, that's souls being saved. That's, that's being, being an influence. Much fruit. Much fruit. Let's go ahead and break up into our groups and, and understanding as we break up into our groups, the question that I want you to discuss is considering how many people reference having a church life and a home life, and I'm not saying that's any of you here necessarily, but what are some areas you can invite, you can invite God into? Because remember that the key is abiding. The key is being connected. If we want to, because this year is all about being excellent men, right? So if we want to be excellent men, right? Then it's going to come down to what we're connected to, Right? And so go ahead and break up in your groups. And I want, as the group leaders, I want you to just, just... let me have your attention real quick before we dismiss. Once again, I just want to thank you for being out tonight. Just uh, the challenges on the bottom of your paper. One is just cultivate a daily word and prayer time. Start with five minutes if you need to. Uh, Something that helped me out earlier on was a lot of times I would do my regular work routine and, and so go to lunch with a bunch of people or go here or go there. And just there was one time where it was a season where at least once a week I would just go pack my lunch. And I, some, I know it doesn't work for everyone, but but just kind of going away, either listen to uh, like a sermon or, or reading and getting away from my just my normal routine just once a week and just say, I'm going to spend this time in the Word instead of going here or going there. I'm going to pack my lunch, just drive somewhere, and then and then just spend some time in the Word. 
Uh, if you're not already, uh, we, we always can use ushers, parking lot crew, helping with the train as well as helping hands. Uh, I do know this week also we do need extra people working in the parking lot. So if you're available uh, for that just because we have half or a quarter of our parking lot taken up and we're going to have to be parking people in the grass on Sunday. So uh, if you can assist with that, um, just see um, Freddie afterwards and we can just get your name and number so who can contact you. Also, remember we got Thrive Group, sort of the third Sunday of every month. If you're not planning to Thrive Group, I encourage you to get connected to one. Also, the men's retreat. And like I said, if you can't afford it or you're not sure or whatever, just let us know. And we, we, want, we don't want anyone to miss out. And also, don't forget about exercise. You know, we got to get your heart rate up, exercise, you know, get, you know, take care of your body, take care of your, your be fit. Um, and make sure that you're, we're growing in every area, not just... Not just um, spiritually, right? Not just this way, not sideways. You know, so uh, that uh, also on September uh, 21st will be the next 55 plus. So I encourage you if you're in that in that in that age range, I encourage you to uh, show up to that. That'll be um, here um, at, from 11 to 1 on September 21st, and also don't forget about um, Friday night, tomorrow night at 7, Saturday night at 7, and then Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Get here early. Other than that, love you all. You can stay around and talk for a bit. Uh, but we'll take the chairs, um, put the chairs up and get everything cleaned up so it's ready for tomorrow night. So, What's that? Seven high. Yeah, seven high on the chairs. And other than that, that's it. Love you guys. Appreciate you all.